This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Wait, this is being recorded? I'm it leaving. Is, you're, yeah. I'm out of here. My computer just gave me a very ominous warning. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Your welcome. mother's going to hear this. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the first ever episode of Blurring the Beers. Mm. <laughs> I am your host, Peter Nicolaitis, and joining me for the first time ever, my co-hosts, Adam Bell and Scott Wilsey. Wow. Gentlemen, Adam, Scott, welcome. Hello, Thank Peter. You. You kind of hissed at us there, and I got scared. <laughs> yeah, it kind of hissed just a little bit, but it was a, it was an intro hiss. Okay. So, wow! So this is historic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Adam and I have been recording, blurring the lines for decades years now. Yeah. Not decades, not decades, but years. And Scott and I first recorded our first podcast together back in two thousand four. So approaching a it, decade, it, more than a decade. Almost two. Almost two. Oh, well, it's it's for people who aren't good at math. Yeah, sure. <laughs> In other words, Peter and I. <laughs> if, you have a GD, if you have a GED, we're approaching a decade. <laughs> it's for the fifth, oh, third wow. bankers. Peter, you just lost the huge GED crowd. <laughs> oh, that, that, that might cut into our tens of listeners. <laughs> so, gentlemen, welcome. So, this is Blurring the Lines, Blurring the Beers, Beering the Lines, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, a dual mm-hmm. episode. And uh, two, two really good friends of mine uh, whom I have met in person, Adam, a handful of times, Scott, only once. Um, but physically, approximation, I think we've spent, uh, I've spent about the same amount of time with both of you. And, and I think I've probably spent a comparable amount of time with each of you over internet correspondences. So you both feel pretty comparable uh, in the layer, the, the, the level of exposure that I've had to both of you. Plus, you're both taller than me. So there's well, more of you, of each of you to expose. Two things. Number one, I've tried not to expose myself to you. And number two, <laughs> I feel like you got to tell us who, who you hugged more when you saw them in person. Who, where's there been more hugging? I think it's been, I think it's been comparable and that leads to a comparable amount of exposure. Okay. I'm just saying. No, no there, it was fully clothed hugging. Fully clothed yeah. hugging. But before we go any further, gentlemen, we should introduce our beers. For mm. See, I have to run downstairs and get mine. Well, while you're doing that, Adam, tell us what you're drinking. Mm-hmm. So I had to get a local beer since yes. it had to be. So I have Tennessee Sipper, which is a golden light. It is made by East Nash, well, East Nashville Beer Works. So eastnashbeerworks.com. So sounds good. Yeah. So it's a it's a lighter ale. It's only okay. four point something percent, four point five percent alcohol. Okay. I predict that I will be uh, drunk under the table real soon because <laughs> I am also drinking a local beer, but by that I mean local to where I grew up, not to where I'm now. Okay. I am drinking Burlington Beer Company's Mochaccino. Ooh. Uh, Burlington Beer Company, as in Burlington, Vermont, not Burlington, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. This is a blonde milk stout with chocolate, coffee, vanilla, and milk sugar. Oh. And the folks, my fine, 
friendly uh, brewmaster over at Omegang Breweries. Um, you guys have some strong competition because I believe this may very well be my favorite beer. Uh-oh. So. saying a lot. It is saying a lot. It's a seven percent, so it's a little stronger than you know than the stuff I've been drinking normally. But it's not as strong as the nine point seven percent Three Philosophers Belgian Quad, uh, made by Omegon. So, so a little yeah. a little beer education since we're on the topic. Well, you're a brewmaster. You're you're a brewer yourself, Adam, and I think you've brewed more beer than uh, the the rest of us. So tell us. So why? Did they state that it had milk sugar? Because lactose is not digestible by yeast, you which have... leaves the sugar in it, which makes it sweeter. You are a winner and you listened. <laughs> and it makes it deliciouser. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Scott, what are you drinking? Okay. Nitro left hand brewing nitro milk, milk stout. stout yeah milk stout nitro and i gotta tell you i can taste the milk in this i really mm -hmm. can it's very smooth i really like it so it's funny we're both i don't know if you caught it because you were getting yours but i'm also drinking a milk stout but it's a blonde Ooh. milk stout mm -hmm. so. and uh ironically i almost chose a nitro stout <laughs> well i say we drink to that so first so gentlemen when you're ready uh i say cheers Salute. <laughs> Scott's still pouring. I'm Jeez. still pouring. Yeah, I know. Well, that's pretty good. So this is a Colorado beer. Normally, I'm pretty much on the West Coast. Not necessarily intentionally, but there's a lot of good West Coast beers in the stores here. But this is a Colorado. This is so smooth. It tastes like coffee mm. and like chocolate and like milk. And you just like described mine. You just described my beer. Yeah. Except this one's better. I've had that one and I like it. Uh -huh. This one's better. Okay. Where can I get that one? You can't right now. That's the thing. It's a very small batch, very mm. small brewery. Mm. Supposedly they may do one more run this year and that'll be in late March. And you're going to ship me some, I hear. I will try if I can get myself some. <laughs> That's the first step. <laughs> You may have to drive it out there because it may be illegal to ship. There's so weird laws. Mm, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, huh. now that I finally have a car back after an entire mm. month you of got, not having my car. You yeah, got Adam, your, your dad's Ford van back? Oh, God, don't go there. <laughs> Adam, your timing was pretty good because you were making him, you were actually uh, celebrating the fact that he got his car back, whereas just a day ago, you would have been rubbing it in that he hadn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> haha <laughs> uh -huh, you don't have a car yeah no. yeah so tesla had my car in the shop for a month a whole month let's see we're not surprised you're the only one here who seems surprised well it it goes to the fact that like we here in the united states are used to having everything just in time on demand it's true mm -hmm. phone in by drone yeah it really is a, a first world problem. And that's the whole you know this whole thing with supply chain stuff when i talk with my friends abroad they're like oh yeah, that's, that's pretty normal here. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so, and I didn't really think about that because, you know, I haven't yeah, been yeah. really putting a ton of uh, angst into supply chain shortages because it doesn't help. Um, but I have had to try to plan around them from time to time. And uh, one of my largest uh, clients who still buys computers and computer supplies for me, 
been on his case now for like a year telling them you guys need to stock some things, even if it's just like one or two laptops. And it's always, we need something right now. We need something right now. We need something right now. Um, I, uh, I'm buying and, and reselling uh, refurbished computers for the first time, like ever. The, or at least for the first time in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm, they're happy with them. You know? yeah. But I'm like, as long as you're happy with them, there's like, you know, a very, very small window of warranty on these. And, and they're not cheap. So the price of stuff is, you know, it's not, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of surprising. It's to the point actually, where I've been thinking, should I sell my Tesla model S and trade it in for something else? Like a model Y or maybe a non Tesla, even, I don't know. Oh, I was going to say something where you might be able to take it to an actual dealer, but that would put out the Tesla Y. Well, if I take it to a, the only dealer I could take it to would probably be a Tesla dealer and they're not going to give me much for it. Look, I am not here to praise dealers because in general dealerships are, well, they're not only a mixed bag, but they're always trying to get money out of you when you take a car in for service or trying Mm -hmm. to convince you to spend a thousand dollars on something. But, Mm -hmm. but just having, but at least most car manufacturers have a network in place where you can take your vehicle. You can get an estimate of how long it's going to take. It's probably not going to take a month, no matter what it is. And there are some benefits to that. And I don't understand Tesla doesn't have to go that far, but I don't understand why they don't make it closer to that experience. I mean, they've sold a lot of cars now. I see them everywhere. It's not like yeah. these are still niche products. Yep. No, they they, they definitely, um, they, they are putting, you know, Tesla is doing some serious damage in the auto market. And I was like, when I first heard today, it was, or no, yesterday I heard, I forget who it was, some major manufacturer announced plans. They're going to be like rolling out all these new hybrid and electric models. And um, they said, though, that one of the concerns they have is Tesla, who has emerged as a serious competitor. And what I was fearing, fearing, I guess, as an owner of Tesla, I was fearing that Ford is going to just come out, Ford, Chevy, BMW, whatever, Volkswagen will come out and just like, oh, we can do that too, squash. But apparently it's not that easy. So Mm -hmm. maybe my Tesla supercharging network will stick around for some time. Well, it's not. Not only it's not only not that easy. Those other car manufacturers are used to selling in volumes that Tesla could only dream of, and so just just the fact that they know they can't, they have to be careful, and that's why they're all like Ford and Chevy so far. The only electric vehicles they've talked about are either SUVs or trucks, right? I mean, there's that Mustang thing, but it's basically a crossover. And there was the Volt. Yeah, right. Little. little- junky cars but all the new stuff that they're doing now are trucks basically yeah Yeah. so so tesla doesn't really have to worry about that because i mean well i I was gonna say in the long run i was gonna say in the long run i don't see the market going that way but maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm a thousand percent wrong maybe it's always going to be trucks in mad max did they have a lot of trucks in that i don't know (laughs) they had one big one yeah There you go. <laughs> and go-karts. The rest of them were yeah, pipe buggies. Right. Go-karts. Have you ever ridden electric go-karts? Electric they're, go-karts. No, I haven't. Yeah. So there's there are two um, go-kart racing arenas near me. 
mm-hmm. uh, about, you know, within like a 30 minute drive of my place. One of them is uh, F1 something, something. And the other one is K1 something, something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as I understand it, F1 are little gas powered go-karts, you know, like mm-hmm. one seater type things. And the K1 are electric. Hmm. Yeah. And back in 2019, I went and did the K1, uh, the, the little electric guys, and it was fun. And I was kind of surprised at, see, when I get into my Tesla and I stomp on the, even when I have it in chill mode, the acceleration is insane. Mm-hmm. And when I put it into standard mode, the, in, the acceleration is even more insane. Now I don't have like sport mode or ludicrous mode or <laughs> plaid mode, mode yeah. or insane mode. <laughs> what right? do we got on this thing? A Cuisinart? I don't have <laughs> yeah. those. Um, but these little go-karts, they accelerated so much faster than my mm-hmm. Tesla. Those were ludicrous mode, mm. <laughs> but it was fun. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. So if you ever have uh, the, the option to do a little go-kart racing, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. They also weigh cool. about 5,000 pounds less than your Tesla. So give yeah. or take, but they also have like about 2,000 pounds less battery. Oh, you just went dark. Um, yeah, my dying my dying DNS updater wanted felt compelled to try to update my uh, DNS hostname IP address right then and there. Okay. Well, before we leave the uh, supply chain topic in automobiles, so we're in the market to buy a vehicle, and we looked at Toyota 4Runners, <clears throat> and in order to buy a Toyota 4Runner, you pay either five thousand to ten thousand dollars above MSRP. Mm-hmm. to order it i'm like oh okay so then i have five to ten thousand dollars down on my new forerunner well no that's for the privilege of getting that forerunner that you want you know even elon puts your deposit toward the price of the car <laughs> yeah so crazy. i said no i mean and this was above msrp so this wasn't like we made a deal. This is like, no, this is the sticker price. And these are the associated fees with buying it. So of mm-hmm. course I walked away um, and I went, wow. I've gone to Ford and went to the Ford Explorer and we're looking at blazers too, but Ford has pretty much, they had two explorers on site and they were already purchased. So the only thing, well, no, one was for sale. And the only way that you, you could buy that one but the only way that they're doing it now is you pre-order what you want. You put $500 down, which does go towards the vehicle. I mean, you're still going to pay essentially sticker price because they can right now on the demand, mm-hmm. but you get exactly what you want. I don't hate that concept of I go to the car dealership. I don't, they don't have to try to shoehorn me into something on the lot that I don't really want. That's in a color that I don't want. That doesn't have the features that I want. I go in, I pick my list. We pick all of our accessories. We shake hands and walk away. And I come back 12 weeks later with the car exactly the way that I wanted it. Yeah, that's true. I don't, it's different here, or at least maybe it's only different because we've been looking at Hondas. I want to get an Accord hybrid and they have them on the lot. They don't have a lot but they can get them for you. And yeah. they're not super bad prices either. They're, they're not MSRP. They're pretty close. There's not going to be any deals, but I'm surprised that they're not over MSRP because a lot of other ones are like you were saying. Yeah. But the, but the gouging, but the Toyota, I get, I'm just guessing Toyota forerunners have always been so popular and I'm guessing now they're just mm-hmm. insanely popular. I mean, no one can get, I'm guessing there's a huge demand of people that cannot get their, 
Toyota Forerunner. Yeah. I consider it a Tesla Model X. <laughs> or or maybe yeah. a used Tesla Model S. Adam, <laughs> yeah. I know a guy. Yeah. See, it's got to cross a creek. How fast? <laughs> it really doesn't matter how fast, but it's just got to get across. It does matter if there's a ramp. Some, it does have some pretty good torque. If there's a ramp, <laughs> I've, I've seen pictures. We got to find this. Um, there is a, oh. a, a video. It was like a security camera where someone caught a Tesla jumping uh, railroad tracks. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how far it went after it completed the jump, mm -hmm. but um, it was pretty entertaining. Well, my creek is Tennessee Chert, which is a limestone-like rock, limestone, sandstone, cherty rock tiny pebbles to big pebbles and if you take my truck my four-wheel drive truck with highway tires i cannot cross that creek i've got to have off-road tires to cross the creek right right but what you're talking about is driving oh yeah through the yeah yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. talking about, about flying jumping yeah. over the creek <laughs> dukes of hazard style <laughs> yeah but how many times can we pull that off oh, <laughs> at least once as many as you want, because what I learned is when the car comes down and the and the frame starts bending, it immediately goes back to normal. Yeah, yeah. it's just a miracle. Yeah. Just a miracle. Um, <laughs> either of you guys see Ghostbusters Afterlife? No, no, that's the latest one, right? Yeah. Are you familiar with the original Ghostbusters movie? Yes, okay. I've seen all of them up to this one. All two of them. The there was the Ghostbusters with the women from Saturday Night Live. Right. Doesn't count. That never happened. <laughs> what? You it was like hilarious. Uh, that was a good movie. If if you didn't, if you're not a purist, if you're like, I mean, it's Ghostbusters. How pure can it be? Right. It's a remix. Yeah. It's good. So, it was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was fun. And I mean, Chris, what's his name? Was hilarious. Uh, it was Hemsworth? Yes. Yeah, Chris he Hemsworth. Was, it was funny. Mm -hmm. yeah. I. I it, well, it, where they kept saying he's so dumb but so beautiful. Or yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It. It should have been so much better. It, it really should have. I had I had high hopes, and I'm not at all dissing the actors. Are you sure nostalgia? This isn't a toxic impulse. Because here's the thing: when no. I go back and watch the original one, I'm going, "This is good." But man, I remembered it was so much better. It was it was better when we were 13. Right. It was better when we were 13. Now that said, <laughs> all that said, Ghostbusters Afterlife off the charts better than all the other movies, even really? if you count the 2016 version. Yes, so much better. Um, gave me, I definitely was tearing up towards the end, not just in the theaters the first time I saw it, but the second time when I watched it at home again, too. So, just like really, Titanic, it really hit me. Not at all the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you're wrong, Peter. This is the fourth and final film in the Ghostbusters franchise. Um, there was a 1989 Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, there was Ghostbusters 2, right. Mm -hmm. No, but there was a 1989 one. Ghostbusters 2. Oh, you're denying. Two. You're a denier. Yeah. I'm denying 2016. That never uh, happened. Yeah. He's yes. denying number three. It, yeah, and it, it had happened. everybody except uh, um, Egon, which is he's deceased. He's passed away. Mm -hmm. Yes. But they paid homage to him and honored the character. Uh, and I believe, and I think Harold Ramis very well as well yeah. in the movie, in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, because everybody so, loved him. Yeah. So absolutely 
uh, you know, it was just, it was just spot on. There's always room for a little bit of improvement, but you know, I had no complaints except like, I just wanted it to go on longer. You know, <laughs> um, I take that back. I think it, it was slightly anticlimactic, but it was satisfying, you know? And, and if people just like with Spider-Man, no way home, they say, Oh, it was fan service. Well, you know what? You're here to service the freaking fans. I'm the customer here. So give me what I want. Yeah, to some degree. But then look what happened with Star Wars. They went back and forth on those last three trilogies where one guy did one thing, one guy tried to undo it, and the other guy did the other thing. And the last, first and the last ones were definitely just trying to recreate the original Star Wars. And yeah, I get it, but they did not. That, yes, I, I, complete agreement with you and that completely is not what happened here yeah so good so Scott, news is, yeah. did you read the books the star wars books um i i've read some i haven't read i didn't let's see i read the original one i don't remember which other ones i read yeah because uh my wife and i still swear that ray and what's his name are really brother and sister not palpatine's that- daughter I that would be the best, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Palpatine's daughter thing was like, why did you have to do that? Dude, I don't <sighs> I, yeah. No. Because it looked like they were going away from the midichlorian thing of you have to inherit the force. Okay. And, I'm good with that. Right. And then they went right back to it. Because only the only people with force are all from these one this one family line or these yeah. two families, however you want to it's how yeah. power goes power gets force family yeah force family exactly. I, I could have done without the midichlorians yeah they should yeah. have never been introduced no no nope. <laughs> don't know what they were thinking oh brother <laughs> so yeah besides um, if it was something that just floated around in your blood that would be you could think you would be able to synthesize that and it just gave everybody yeah. a force vaccine and they could or have yeah. the force or maybe if it was maybe if it, I was just gonna say maybe yeah. if it was contagious. That's true. You know, what if you could like contract the force? You know, especially if, <laughs> especially if you didn't care if the donor lived or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm coming down with a case of the force, and then he stands up and his eyes are glowing and yeah. lightning. lightning bolts are shooting out his fingers. Exactly. See, that would be kind of cool. Uh, that would oh, be cool. Nice. All right. What else? What else is on the agenda, gentlemen? How's your beer so far, by the way? Mine's gone. Yeah. Oh, geez. Was, what was your what was your alcohol percentage? Six. Six percent. He's already down to six. I'm pacing myself with my seven. Well, see, Adam? I'm I, I'm I'm still got one, and I'm gonna stick with one because I'm I'm conditioning myself for the drive to the farm this evening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you notice see, the I, throwback to the last episode? Throwback. <laughs> Got that. <laughs> I am going to brave uh, the grocery store after this. It was sad. I, I know I'm going to regret. Peter, last time we did a friends with beer, you immediately started shopping. It was on your phone, but still. Mm-hmm. I've already got the shopping list. It's okay. already made. So everything <laughs> I want is great. And then I said, great, let's see when the next delivery window is. And they said, Sunday. <laughs> so so we need some pictures of shopping with the nor'easter shopping with the you mean like pre-nor'easter right because i'm not going out in snow that's coming yeah, tonight yeah. at midnight right yeah yeah so what are you expecting feet of snow mm-hmm. so i've been told what about you adam are you clear in the weather department yeah we've got a dusting on the ground we're supposed we're not actually supposed to have gotten anything so mm-hmm. it'll be cold it'll be clear 
Um, I'm headed out tonight. Should be no, nothing on the ground. Easy peasy. <laughs> Easy peasy. Easy and besides, peasy. it'll probably melt in what, five minutes? Well, no, it's, it's cold here. I, I know cold relative to Boston is not cold, but it's still <gasps> cold here for us. <laughs> Today, when I went out for my run, it was like 30 degrees and it felt positively balmy. I didn't need to wear my outer like wind, wind, yeah. uh, windbreaker layer for the first time in a week. I was going to say it's been, it's actually, that's warmer than it's been here lately, but yeah. 31, it's 31 right now. So 31. Wow. Same temperature. Here. Today's Slightly now warm. today is super warm today. It's 52 right now. And it feels like summer. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I would amazing. kill for that weather. Who do you want me to kill? I will kill someone. Um, Give me well, that weather. there's a long list. Yes. Should I yes. tell you before or after you kill them that it probably won't change your weather? <laughs> after. All right. I've got, I've got a podcast app question. Uh, Which app do you guys use? Overcast. We both use Overcast, yeah. I thought yeah, Overcast it, was for libraries and stuff. No. Hmm. Overdrive. Oh, okay. So now, I'm Scott, get... though. Scott, you experiment a lot though. You, you, not used... anymore. Okay, I've just been using did. Overcast for years. Okay. But a few years ago, I know you had spent a lot of time in Pocket Casts and Castro. Mm -hmm. um, and I think those are the, those are the only other those two. Those are the I only remember. other two. Yeah. I used Pocket Casts for one reason in that they have a native Sonos app. Yeah. And that was nice not having to airplay stuff to my sonos mm -hmm. um but in the end the the bonus features you know just like the usability of overcast and the way it works drew me back to that and i eventually even removed pocket casts off of my sonos yeah also if you use the um smart the smart speed which strips the silent strips silence a little bit not completely oh, yeah. but it, yep. or if you speed it up uh yep. marco's sound quality is better than any of the other ones i concur yep he's done yeah, his own custom audio processing and it just sounds better i agree almost everything that i listen to unless i'm listening to something where i really i want to hear the pauses and mm -hmm. you know and if something where making it go fast doesn't when i'm normally consuming security podcasts the news the latest in technology give it to me as fast as i can process it i'll take it mm -hmm. but if i'm listening to a fictional audiobook or something right. like that, then I want to hear it as it was intended to be, mm -hmm. you know? especially if it is being read by William Shatner. <laughs> Fighting with a stick. Oh, no, he didn't fight with a stick. He, he, he did the patented double knuckle. Well, he did both. No, they had stick uh, yeah, fights. This too. is true. This is true. He did stick fighting, but the patented double knuckle guaranteed yeah, to break it's... your fingers attack, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, because I was, the reason I asked was I was using the Apple Podcast app. And typically when <laughs> I listen to it, I just, I turn it on and I listen the whole way through mm -hmm. and I was actually listening to your podcast. I was like, well, if I'm, if we're all going to be together, I should at least listen to what the last episode was just to, just cause that was and, when uh, Peter went off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I listened to it and then I stopped because I, you know, had other things to do and I came back and it was gone. I'm like, Oh, well I must've killed it. Huh. And then I came back and turned it back on, got to where I was before and, 
listened to it and then i went into the grocery came back it was gone again I'm like all right this sucks <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the yeah, apple podcast app leaves a lot to be desired See, i have yeah. the opposite problem i keep trying to get rid of stuff i listen to and then when i look in my library again it's in there yeah. and i don't i don't use that app a lot but it's it's a weird it, i don't know it has a weird uh ui it's it's hard to tell what they think is a library like what you're subscribed to versus what you've just been listening to stuff like that it's insane it's weird. yeah mm-hmm. i i remember i used it a little bit when it first came out and then i i tried it again when they announced compatibility with um burp, excuse me with uh the amazon devices <laughs> you can subscribe to apple podcasts on amazon stuff now just like i was doing with uh with pocket casts but mm-hmm. still, just it's like I just I don't understand. I don't think Apple. Yeah. I don't think Apple understands podcasts. Well, you know what <laughs> is sad about Apple? When I where do we went, begin? When I been, when I went back to using the Mac again, they had really good built-in software. It was easy to understand, and it was uh, it was worth mentioning that it came with a computer. Like it was a bonus. And over the years, this company that's supposedly known for its great UIs, they make horrible software. Their UIs are terrible. They often start software and then just abandon it. Like they'll make one iteration and you're like, man, I can't wait to see where this goes. And then it never goes anywhere again. <laughs> oh, like Cisco. <laughs> and Microsoft. Uh, I don't know if they're that bad. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I disagree with Microsoft. Microsoft, they iterate, they iterate a lot. But no, one difference, is... one difference I can think of between Cisco and Apple is at least Apple didn't let all the uh, intelligence communities of the world in their back door. Uh, yeah, but that's not because of like iterating failure features. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. In fact, you could say maybe Cisco was only iterating that feature. Who knows? Uh, yeah, no, but I think it's but, hilarious that Cisco loves to, they're like when you talk to Cisco salespeople, <clears throat> they love to talk about the virtues of buying from one vendor. They're mm-hmm. like, would you buy an airplane made by 32 different vendors and stuff but like, but we're like, dude, that's exactly what you are. That yeah. literally is what Cisco is. They just buy up things and then they yeah. tout all this integration and you never see it. And it's just like, wow. Oh. Good. I was just saying, I know we still use a lot of Cisco, but I think that in general, has their market share gone down or is there just so much need now that they still have the same market share, but other people's have grown? Because I think what market a lot are of we other- talking about? whatever corporate That's, whatever well it's the thing is they're 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 so diversified now that you know they're not just like network hardware now they're security they're security yeah. services yeah, they're yeah. endpoint Boy, protection yeah. they're you know they're all kinds of stuff they're everywhere so the so, the uh, the i mean my major gripe is i wish that i could make people work so hard to pay me for something that I sell is they make me work to buy a Cisco product. Hmm. Oh, I've got money in my hand. I want to give it to you. Take my money. Please Shut up and take my money. Give me this Meraki. Well, yeah. okay. Well, you got to register a deal. No, no, no. I don't want to register a deal. I'm buying this. I'm not registering a deal. It's not a deal. I'm paying for it. <laughs> We've got okay, to register well, we'll a deal. Charge you three, we'll charge you three times as much, and then you can buy it retail from this reseller. No, no, I, I am a reseller. I, I'm a Cisco reseller. Please. Uh, wow, that is weird. Why? I wonder how that works for them. <laughs> it's uh, awful. It, it weeds out the little guys like us, and it leaves yeah. only the Ingram micros to, to survive. 
Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I bought, I bought $3,000 firewalls from them. And, and if I make the purchase, I have to wait for them to approve my purchase. They've got to approve that I have the ability to buy from them. I want that for my business. I think the fact <laughs> that they put it on sale should be an automatic approval of anybody buying their product. <laughs> That's a, we've got this. I, I'll give you a note that says that I can buy this firewall. A permission this slip. Yeah. <laughs> this presidential permission yeah. slip, and yeah. sometimes Hamilton, not a president, <laughs> yeah. will give me permission to buy this. <laughs> Can I have a note from your doctor saying that you're qualified? You must be this tall to buy this firewall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, please just let me buy it. <laughs> that's too bad. I can't send my cat to make my networking purchases for me then, Peter. Speaking of dealing with giant corporations and being the little guy who gets squashed in the middle. Now, in hindsight, this was not as bad, but it was as frustrating. So I think both of you remember that uh, last August, well, last July, I terminated my Verizon agreement and I went back to AT&T mm-hmm. and it took me exactly six hours to remember how much I hated AT&T and why I had left them, right? Six hours. Right. Well, here's the thing. I mean, That's really. The, he, he didn't pick up his phone for six hours. After that. <laughs> no, no, he God, slept. God, <laughs> I had no signal. I had no idea I was missing all the stuff for six hours. So, so the reason I went with AT&T is because Verizon back in 2019, I remember I had switched to them. I had been on AT&T for like three years because I was able to wrangle a deal through the hospital, you know, an employee mm-hmm. discount thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, do you have an email from address? And I'm like, yes, great. You're an employee. I'm like, good enough. I'll take it. And they gave me a discount and I took it. And for the longest time I had, well, for not the longest time, but for three years, had my father and myself, both of our phones on there because I pay for my dad's phone. He won't pay for a cell phone, but he's really happy when he has one, when he needs one in an emergency. So fine. Uh, So after that time, when, when I switched and was employed at Mimecast for a little while, they had a deal with Verizon. I was like, well, great. Now's the time to switch. And their onboarding process is so convoluted that even the salespeople didn't know what they were selling me because I firmly believe that they were not intentionally trying to screw me over, but I got screwed over paying a lot more money than I expected to for a lot more, lot less in services. So I stuck with it for a little while begrudgingly. And then in August of last year or July of last year, I was like, I've had enough because AT&T sent me this offer. And they're like, we'll give you a hundred gigs of data and HBO max. And I think Spotify or, you know, something Mm -hmm. for pretty much the same price I was paying for Verizon. And I was like, I'm sold, you know, because I can use Spotify. It's not my favorite streaming service. I mean, selection wise it is, but I prefer Apple because I stream to it, you know, Mm -hmm. And then I will use, um, you know, HBO Max. Yeah, there's there's stuff that I will watch on it. I'm not paying for it out of pocket, but I will watch it. So, okay, fine. Less than a month later, I was like, I've, I've had enough of this garbage. And, you know, because AT&T completely botched the transfer process. Mm-hmm. And, oh, wait, you have an Apple Watch? Yeah, that's actually going to be like $30 a month, not $10 a month. Really? 
uh, because of this fee and that fee and this add-on and all this kind of garbage just spiraled out of control. Hmm. And I was like, enough of this. And then um, Verizon sends me a thing in the mail saying, dear uh, Verizon Fios customer, did you know if you switch to Verizon Wireless, you might save $50 a month on your Fios bill? I'm like, I am a Fios customer. Tell me more. And so now suddenly, whereas Verizon had previously been giving me a whopping six gigabytes of data per month, and recall AT&T was giving me 100, right? That was one of the reasons for like the same price. That was a big compelling move to switch. Cause every, you know, every month I get near like five, six gigabytes and I'm like, oh, better not send that email because I might go over my limit and you know, whatnot. So I switched. And I was like, ha, huh, I can breathe again. Verizon comes back and they're like, well, we'll give you 75 gigs plus 30 gigs of hotspot plus Disney plus and Apple music all for about the same price as you're paying AT&T. And I was like, you know what? As bad as you were Verizon, you're not as bad as AT&T. So I'll switch back. Now, of course, as soon as they heard that, they did their best to royally screw up the transfer. They ported my number. And I know listeners who remember and have heard both of our episodes have heard the story before. Maybe the hosts even remember it. But while I was on the call with the Verizon rep, she ported my number away from AT&T. While I was on the call from an AT&T phone, she mm-hmm. ported the number and boom, phone call dies <laughs> right there. And I was just like, but one of the promises they gave me was like hey apple music and disney plus that's great and what they told me was your disney plus subscription will be paused and we will be paying for it for as long as your verizon customer on this plan now when you cancel your verizon plan your existing disney plus subscription will resume missing invisible asterisk i was gonna say what's the what's the catch here (laughs) (laughs) the catch is none of that is true i thought maybe you had to like if you ever changed away you had to pay everything that they paid for oh if only it was that simple adam (laughs) no really what it was was oh wait you're an annual subscriber oh you're tough 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 so only like last month and i had no way of validating this how do i tell that i'm not being billed for a service right <laughs> you know, like I'm not getting a bill. Well, guess what? I wasn't getting a bill to begin with because I paid for it in February. How did you not so, know you weren't getting billed, Peter? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> so about five days ago, I get an email from Apple saying, just so you know, we're gonna bill you again for your Disney Plus subscription in a month. And well, I was like courteous. That was courteous, but it shouldn't be happening because that's <laughs> supposed to be paused. So today I had the displeasure of speaking to Apple and Disney plus and Verizon customer service. See, I don't think any, I don't think subscriptions that you do as an in-app purchase, assuming that's how you did it. I don't think Verizon has any control over those. You have to, they don't, you have to stop that yourself. Except you can't because Apple only goes back 60 days and I bought it in February and I switched to Verizon in August. Right. Once your term. Exactly. So, so essentially 
it was, I was sold a bill of goods because I could not take advantage of this because I was an annual subscriber. Yeah. Trying to save like what, 10 bucks a year or Did something? Verizon know this? Uh, they like, they, they made should... no mention of if you're an annual subscriber, they're like, we'll just pause your, we will magically pause your subscription. But they also never said anything asterisk unless you bought this through Apple because we have no relationship directly with them. You got to right. talk with Disney plus. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So essentially today, you know, and I realize, okay, I get it. I understand it. I should have known it was too good to be true from the get go. Well, it's but not too good to be true if you weren't already a subscriber. It was too good to be true for the last six months. Mm-hmm. It will be true about a month from now. Mm-hmm. How much <laughs> right? money are you going to save total? Well, from a month from now, I'll start beginning get Disney Plus for free. So whatever the annual or monthly cost of Disney Plus is, okay. I'll start beginning. What's it like? The downside four ninety five yeah. per month. I think it's more than that. It's more like eight bucks now. No, it's like eight bucks a month now. Yeah. It's like seven ninety nine a month. And don't don't let them listen to what I'm paying. Okay. <laughs> but you might be grandfathered in somehow. Yeah, so. Now, Who does knows? yours include Hulu and ESPN? I have Hulu and ESPN from DirecTV AT&T purchase. <laughs> Which is hilarious because normally yeah. that's a Time Warner thing where you would be getting HBO as opposed to Disney stuff. Right? I, and now I get HBO Max on top of that for free really you're yeah. winning wow. i want your plan <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but... you know in, in a sense in a nutshell i am getting what i paid for starting next month but it was just like i it didn't kick in august september october november december january february for seven months so i paid for disney plus where had i known i could do that i should have just stuck with a month-to-month plan but I was like, oh, the price is going up. Well, I'm going to need this service because I love all the Marvel stuff. So I will pay for this for a year in advance. Shouldn't have done that. Peter, that yeah. was the lesson. During that seven months, you almost could have had a Tesla repaired. <laughs> almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Okay. Am I the yeah. only one who's feeling his beer? So yeah, Scott, you, no, Scott I... you are six foot. How much? Six foot. But I also just ate because I hadn't had a chance to eat all day. So while I was in my one o'clock meeting, I was stuffing my face. So So you're six foot tall, drinking a 6% alcohol. Adam, you're six foot. Six one with a 4.5% alcohol. With a four. And I'm 5'10", drinking a seven. Yeah. (laughs) I had 16 fluid ounces. I am wobbly. Yeah, we all. Now, Scott, was this this was was 12? Yeah, Yeah. this was 12. Okay, so you're getting off lucky that well, both of you guys. So you've Adam, you've got more but lower ABV. Scott, mm-hmm. you have less but higher ABV. Mm-hmm. I have a pint of seven percent, and I'm smaller than both of you. <laughs> so, I'll take a pint. <laughs> so let's what let's I'm saying about, is I feel it. Let's talk about beer for a second. Yeah, like <laughs> so so one of the things is in here, you're talking about the IPA. Yeah. So I want, and and I I know your feelings on IPA, (laughs) but I think IPA is the beer for COVID. Why? Because (laughs) you can't taste anything. So, but if you want to taste something, it's got to be a crappy beer like an IPA with way too much green stuff in it. And now you have a beer that you can taste. So it's the perfect COVID beer. 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> a beer for I every can, season. I can see I, the disgust in your eyes. <laughs> no, I'm COVID thinking season. what I'm thinking is I really need to find somebody who has COVID and has that symptom of not being able to taste anything. So I can force some IPA down them and see what it tastes like to them. They won't care. They're like, this tastes great. So a friend of mine, uh, I mean, she, she, she's not affected by COVID. She was affected by actually cancer, but in her throat and mm-hmm. lost her taste. And she says she likes IPAs now because mm-hmm. they actually taste like something. Yeah. Cause it it's so through. strong, huh. <laughs> but she can't taste any good beer. It's just like mm. Alka-Seltzer. Wow. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Without the grit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually use Alka Seltzer when I would normally use Alka Seltzer, or I can't even say Alka Seltzer. I was just <laughs> noticing Alka. Alka. I just what? I get so I am a I am a pint down. I cannot taste. See, I cannot taste. This is where I, I need. Alka-Seltzer. This is where I need my soundboard because I could record the word Alka Seltzer for you, and every time you wanted to say it, you could just point at me. <laughs> I cannot taste. I cannot say. Uh, Alka-Seltzer. 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 That's so weird. Uh, who would have thought that that would be the words that I cannot pronounce? Um, I usually just use like a half teaspoon of um, uh, baking soda. Uh-huh. Are you sure you're going to the grocery store, Peter? <laughs> Not immediately. Not immediately. Uh, he no. could walk or take. Well, no, you, you don't get you Uber walk. credits anymore. That's, that's not true. My Uber <laughs> credits go until January 30th. So I can call a Yukon and stuff mm-hmm. the back of that thing with, with yeah. bags of groceries. The problem is when the guy pulls up in the Yukon to pick you up, he's going to be like, I don't see any Peter guy, but who's that guy laying in the ditch over there? <laughs> yeah, there's a dude down. <laughs> well, one of the things, and again, I'm generally, I don't use Uber. And as soon as it's not free, I delete the app and, you know, uh-huh. screw them. So they can't uh, track you. But one of the things that their app has that I don't know if Lip hat Lip Lip Lift has is <laughs> um, when your driver's <laughs> getting closer, curse at you and sass you the whole way to your destination. <laughs> your driver's getting close. There's a button that you can press which shows colors. It just turns the you know the screen like a, a flashing color, and so that way your driver knows to look for you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. presumably it's going to be like a different color. So if they're like five different people all waiting for an Uber on the same <laughs> block that, you know, your driver can say, Oh, I'm here for, for you. you it's you, the red you. guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. The white guy, the blue guy. So, so it's been, it's been pretty good. And, you know, I gotta say when I realized that like I had like a $500 credit on Uber, I was like, why wouldn't I call Uber black? It is a much better experience when you're calling professional limo drivers who drive for a living than some rando who who really, who you're like, I know they say that he has his license, but does he really? Because he sure as hell isn't driving like it. Yeah. You get in and he says, hang on a second. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Get off the phone. Is this you? I had someone pick me up, take me to the airport. This was years ago. Adam, it might've been the last time I went to see you. I don't remember, but someone who like was really not good at driving. And it like, it was like her first day driving for Lyft. And she told me, and I was just like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, how did you get the idea that it would be a good for you to 
drive like well anyone can drive for lift no but mm. the presupposition there is mm. that you can drive <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness wow well guys i'm i'm feeling my beer how are you you're probably mm-hmm. not feeling anything no i'm not feeling my mind's empty and it's way over here so i can't feel it there now i can feel the bottle but just the bottle <laughs> You're going to see if you can drip a couple of drips out and if you can feel that. Oh, look, see, I would have felt that. Yeah, that was more than a drip. Or maybe I wouldn't have felt it. It's a tiny, tiny swirl left here. This is good. So, Scott, uh, Mm -hmm. definitely beer rating this. Okay. Vermont, Vermont, uh, Burlington Beer Company, Mochaccino. That gets a thumbs up. Yeah, I need to get that rating. I've got some of the back-end work that I need to do done and I need to work on the UI, but I will have... Not only will I have thumbs up and thumbs down, but I will have little mm. quotes from us on each beer page. Not okay. only is it a beer. It is it a is, beer. It is a good beer. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I just want to make a note. And I think we're going to keep it with that. It's either going to be this or this, mm-hmm. right? We're not yeah, going yeah, to yeah. do like four and a half stars no. or or no. not not or like the old, you remember the MyMac.com days when it was just like oh, MyMac.com rating of eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What does that no mean? stars yeah no stars but it was like eight out of ten like how did you come to that point like, mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> just, yeah. wait 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 hold on yeah because then you get into if you give away your 10 right away what if you have a better beer you can't yeah it yeah. becomes a because then you have to go back and revisit all your ratings oh <gasps> Ooh. nice so i had a dungeons and dragons 10 out of 10 for this beer <laughs> perfect See, I thought about drink. So I make a chocolate cherry porter. Ooh. And my last. <laughs> uh, we're both headed to your house right now. <laughs> my, my last batch I made in 2016. Mm-hmm. And I think I have one left. And it's in a it's in a pint um, gross top. And, and by now, there's no carbonation whatsoever. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It is still really good. And I, I thought about drinking that one for this episode, but I was like, uh-huh. well, maybe we'll see how it goes and maybe we'll do a second episode and I'll drink that one. And then you <laughs> yeah. thought, no, I want to drink that on a happy occasion. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah I'll drink it. <laughs> so, but I need to make That's another cool. batch of that though. Well, I was going to um, ask you, how many batches have you made? Like if it goes that long, do mm-hmm. you, can you still turn it out exactly the same as it was before? Yeah, because I've got a recipe. I mean, I, I follow the same recipe for it every time uh-huh. Uh-huh. adam so. is pretty good when it comes to consistency in the yeah. brewing at least so yeah. i've told so i'm told because frankly i've never had any of your beers <laughs> but we have exchanged many stories about how i'm really just like just winging it throwing yeah. crap at the wall <laughs> Peter says, sticks, i think know. i want to do this i'm like peter i think you should follow the recipe the very first time but no <laughs> <laughs> He wants to be a master before he's a student. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody yeah. got time. Yeah, it takes six weeks. That's six weeks of my life. I'm never going to get back. I need to try this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There was a years ago, a coworker brought some homemade beer that he brewed to a company or a group picnic and our boss was there and he I don't know what on earth possessed him to give some of that beer to the boss, but it tasted like formaldehyde and I was like, Dude, that was a career ender that you just, you got to hope the boss leaves before you do. Cause <laughs> you so shouldn't I, have done that. I've, I've had very little 
failure when it mm-hmm. comes to beer. Uh, as far as like making them, I had I had a batch early on that um, I wasn't doing a proper sanitation, and I figured out it was actually I was washing my bottles in the dishwasher, mm-hmm. but what I didn't realize is there's a good bit of sediment in the bottom that wasn't getting cleaned out. And, and that was causing bad taste in my other beers. And when I discovered Mm -hmm. that I've never had that problem again, but the last time I had a problem was um, I had a really slow yeast. Mm. And so I thought I was done and I bottled all these beer and I bought um, a pint and a half bottles and I put champagne tops on them. And I gave them away as gifts. <laughs> you destroyed everyone's houses. Yes. My neighbor, I gave him some of my beer and he opened it and went poop. Oh my god! And gosh. his entire kitchen <laughs> was covered in a very awesome overcarbonated nut brown oh. ale. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> so it, I mean, it was a failure in bottling too early, yeah. which I, I'd never really done that. That was the only time that ever happened. Uh, but the beer was good. Yeah. <laughs> you get this much beer and this much head. The, the, <laughs> so it's funny. So you said, what was that? A, a nut brown, chestnut brown, that thing that exploded? Yeah, nut, nut brown ale. Because mm-hmm. I made a brown ale that also exploded. Now, I did not use champagne bottles, of course. <laughs> but I did, did you use do yeast? I, I don't know. But that was the first batch that I ever made that was like, mm. wow, this is terrible. <laughs> and, and it exploded. And this was back in the day there when I was you know, very active in Krav Maga. And there was this one guy who was super annoying, <laughs> super annoying to practice with. He would always be on everyone's case, even though he was no better than them. And he was like, he would hurt people because like, well, you should have known to block that, you know, even though he was doing like full on punches and crap. (laughs) And I opened this bottle completely unconsciously, subconsciously, unwittingly put put, fill in the blank. (laughs) I open up this, I pop the cap and it spewed all over the back of his suede jacket. (laughs) And I was just like, I could not have planned that better. Why is the jacket wet, Margo? I don't Uh, know, Todd. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I don't know, Todd. That was so fun. So that's hilarious. Let me ask you a question though. Why were you cracking open beer at Croft Maga to begin with? It was a party. It was a Krav Maga party. Krav Maga party. It wasn't a Krav Maga, although there was, there's a precedent for this. Um, There, uh, I am a big fan of a guy named Jeff Thompson, who Mm -hmm. was a former London bouncer uh, and also uh, Jeff, G-E-O-F-F Thompson. Uh, He's written a ton of books, mostly about his experience, you know, being a bouncer. Um, Start with uh, one called uh, Watch My Back, Watch Uh My Back. Can't uh-huh. speak anymore. I'm drunk. Watch your back. Watch your back. Watch my back. Um, good book. Watch my back is is his is pretty much his um, uh, biography of getting okay. into like the self defense realm. But um, uh, he suggests uh, an, in a number of different books. He's written like I don't know maybe like dozens of different books on self defense stuff, and one of them he talks about having a 
seminar or a session, a training session where the participants drink alcohol. The teacher does not, right? So the teacher needs to be sober, sober and he needs to have veto power and sober. be able to like call this at any time. But it's to impress upon the students, like this is what happens when you drink. Just so you know, you know, like if you're going to be out in a pub and you've had a pint of 7% mochaccino like I have, <laughs> and this guy over your shoulder is looking like a jerk and you feel like, oh, I can show him a thing or two, maybe reconsider that, you know? <laughs> it's so, not a good idea. It's not a good idea, right? Oh, you know, so I always wanted to try that. I would be, you know, I thought that at, at our craft school that it would be an interesting thing if just, you know, not like publicly announced, but hey, you know, most senior students, you, the, the second degree, first degree black belts who've been here like five, 10 years or so, we're doing something, I'm not publicizing it, Friday night, just the five of us, you know, here's what you're going to do, you know, like go through a bunch of self-defense drills and then sit down, have a beer, talk a little bit, go through the same defense drills, see what happens. Hmm. Things are a little different. Have another <laughs> beer, see what happens. Mm. Hmm. Getting a little sloppy, have a third beer. Holy crap. There's three of these guys. <laughs> no, there's really only one. Uh, you know, so <laughs> which I was one really are you going to swing for? Which one? You, the yeah. one in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe you're way off calibration. <laughs> Oh, Apple Books has his audio book, but not his, uh, not the regular book. Okay. Is it Watch My Back? Yeah, yeah. It's a worth read. It's a short book. It's easy to digest. It's, it's definitely worth reading though. I like it. It was good. So, all right. Well, gentlemen, we've been going for about an hour or so. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got a little bit of a delayed start because <laughs> technical technology. Technology. Every, every time is the first time for podcasting. And we didn't even yeah. talk like, so like I've been spitting all of these things into our chat on signal. Those were all intended to be topics for tonight. I don't think we got to any of those. Probably not. Probably not. We'll do it which, again. Which means we should do this again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so guys, uh, in, in all honesty, uh, alcohol aside, um, I know I haven't physically spent a lot of time with you jokes aside. Uh, but I do consider you two of my closest friends and I really am sincerely grateful for the time I get to spend with you. And the fact that I get to spend it with both of you at the same time is just like, it's just so much fun. So thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. I mean that that is not this thing talking. That's Peter talking. <laughs> no. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> Thanks, Peter, you, Peter, you, you have been uh you you've been friends with me for a long time and i i i'm just grateful that you still are because i figure if anybody if anybody can be my friend that long and still be that good of a friend that guy's pretty special <laughs> and and i do and i really enjoy listening to your guys's podcast too by the way it is oh, very cool. good yeah. i mean you're good probably our chemistry. number one listener yeah. probably <laughs> you know we have we have tens of listeners right tens, yeah. <laughs> yeah tens of dozens of tens of listeners tens of, tens of free listeners yeah. tens of tens i love it it's it's i wonder if we should stop making it for a paid for subscription Ooh. <laughs> yeah i think we should just open well, it up i mean are we doing what is is the podcast at a point where it can sustain itself <laughs> i don't know but charge for it anymore 
I'm just thinking that $100 a month is a little steep. Maybe consider <laughs> you know, walking that down. But it's worth it, though, Scott. Well, it keeps the riffraff out. Well, I guess they're well, all riffraff you, then. Didn't you try to get a sponsorship from MeUndies at .com or at one Dude. time? <laughs> I tried, like, I had, I applied at one point. I had an Amazon referral link and that got pulled. Oh I approached God. me undies. They're like, yeah, we'd like to talk to you. Nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, like, all of these things, like, that you've ever heard about on any podcast, <laughs> they're like, nah, nah, we don't have time for that. See, in a security <laughs> context, that's horrible because then you're trying to keep people from breaking into your undies. And I don't know, it just gets weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right I don't well know. i don't know should i should i should i flip a coin to see which one of you guys takes us out or oh, since I brought I, no, us in, it has to be one of you guys because you guys are the experts with the big red button well the, yeah i mean how do you how do you guys end your podcast though it's i don't know how we end friends with beer because i'm usually drunk <laughs> by that <laughs> Peter has no idea why do you ask him <laughs> but, but, but adam, I mean, the, the, the button <laughs> here's the thing adam i will give you a hint when you're taking out friends with beer, you have to rend- you have to reference friends wa beer pod yeah, on Twitter. Friends with beer pod is the Twitter. <laughs> friends will beer pod Twitter. No, yes. usually <laughs> usually it ends when we wake up and our hard drives are full of recorded audio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My computer stopped. Why did it stop again? <laughs> hard drive full. We're out of disk space. Maybe you should delete some podcasts. <laughs> So Adam, yeah. why don't you now that you know where to find the friends with friends with beer pod? Why don't you take us out? All right. Well, dear listener, we thank you for listening to us. I think we've been funny tonight. I've had a good time. So you can find us on the podcast. What's the URL? Friendswithbeer.com. Yes. It's not friends with beer. There's no podcast. Okay. <laughs> so find you guys at friendswithbeer.com and you can find us at blurringthelinespodcast.com where we'll have cross references and beer links to the things that we drank tonight and other things too, right? Other and with that, we hit the big red button. Big red button! To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.